Before we actually get started with this video, I just wanted to remind you guys to please hit the subscribe button below or if you have any questions at all after you're done watching this video, feel free to leave a question in the comment section below. If you want more information on you know, what it is that I do, any of my training courses or anything like that, please feel free to click on the links in the description below. Okay, I got everything from Instagram if you want to follow me, if you want to join my Facebook mastermind group or whatever it is that you want, all my information is going to be in the description below. If you are listening in on podcasts or you're watching this on IGTV and there's no description below, then please go to this website, www.peterchanjr.com forward slash learn more. Okay, again, that's www.peterchanjr.com forward slash learn more and all my information's on there. All right, that's it. Thank you guys and please enjoy this video. Hey everybody, what's going on? Um, it's Peter Chan here again with another episode. And today we actually have a very special guest. I'm really excited for this call. Like genuinely excited to learn, not just do the interview and um, help all you guys out with some great content. But this guest I actually met, um, I want to say a few years ago at a conference, um, an internet marketing conference, an e-commerce conference. And actually at the time, um, this particular guest wasn't actually doing e-commerce yet. He was just there more to learn and kind of just beginning that e-commerce journey, okay? And ever since then, he went from, you know, one day being really broke, a professional dancer, hopping from job to job to now a multimillionaire doing internet marketing stuff, not just with e-commerce, but all sorts of different ventures. And we'll get into all the details with what he's doing um, because it's a lot of really high-level stuff as well as mid-tier level stuff to where any beginner can get started right away. Um, Adrian, are you there? Hey, what's up, man? I'm super stoked to be here, brother. Uh, I can't believe when I first met you, I had no idea who you were because I was I was like so new, um, I, and I didn't realize this whole world of people that were you know make not just making a living but like ma making more money than I would you know than you can spend basically. Um, and I sat next to you, and I, I feel like I was kind of shy, and I didn't say anything. And then after I after I left that event, I looked you up, and I was like, oh crap! I could have asked him like so many questions on like what he's doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been a, a crazy ride since then. When, when I went to that first event, pixel mastery, was it, um, I was, I had a YouTube channel. I had one e-commerce store teaching people how to dance. It was making around $5,000 a month. Um, and I thought like I was maxing that out. You know, I was teaching, I, you know, still, I, I still have the website around, but teaching people how to dance the robot. It's a really tiny niche. Not everyone wants to, you know, break it down. Uh, but uh, uh, after I went to, for that event, just by meeting people like you and Sebastian Gomez was there and some really other people that are, are pretty popular today and grown even further, like really just like influenced me. It's like you guys have paved the way for people like myself and everyone listening here that uh, are, are real examples that you can actually make a living online more than a living, have a dream lifestyle and design a lifestyle that you love using the internet. And there's so many different ways to do it. Um, you're someone that um, I followed since then, and one of the, I think one of the most transparent, honest people, um, and, and uh, that's one thing I appreciate you appreciate appreciate about you. So I'm super stoked to be here. Thank you so much. So, yeah, that that, that actually says a lot. Thank you so much for that compliment. Um, but yeah, let's go back to the very beginning, you know, because you mentioned dancing and how you're making money off dancing. This is something I always always try to preach to people, especially absolute beginners that really don't have any techie skills online. 
how do you cash in on your passion? You know, because a lot of people out there, maybe they're good at acting, maybe they're good at surfing or whatever, all these other skills that they've developed since childhood, but they don't know how to cash in on it. You know, if you don't, if you don't go out there and you don't monetize it, it ends up being just like another side hobby, but you were able to take your passion and, and turn it into a living. I mean, $5,000 a month is actually a decent amount of money, especially in America. Yeah, definitely. So I learned how to dance actually in a small town called Dubuque, Iowa. And I actually learned watching YouTube videos. And that's actually where I learned to create my first online business. One thing I always share with people, it's like, everyone says you have to be a professional dancer. You got to be, you got to do that in LA. Nope, not me, Dubuque, Iowa. And uh, same with the online business. You don't have to be in a big city. The internet is literally at our, at our disposal to go learn and execute and try things. So, um, you know, I, when I was, my lucky moment was T-Pain had an open call audition. You could submit a video online. I was dancing for two years. I did not deserve this opportunity. Hands down, I feel like God basically gave this to me. Like, let, let me have this opportunity, even though I did not deserve it. So I submitted a video. I only been dancing for two years. I was basically a living room dancer. T-Pain uh, accepted my video across thousands. I was flown out to Florida. To me, that was already the winning moment, but then I actually made it on the tour. Um, and that changed my life. Like, um, you know, touring from a living room dancer, professional dancer, touring with like, at the time T-Pain was like hot. Um, this was like 10 years ago, basically. Um, and uh, uh, being around him, I, I was exposed to like, like ultra wealth um, and success. And that really impacted me. But the funny thing is, so how do you cash in on your passion? As a dancer, while I was dancing, I probably didn't have the best financial habits. I was doing all this amazing stuff, dancing in front of thousands of people, traveling. I was broke, dude, major broke. So, and then when tour ended, it, it, and it ended so abruptly, I went back to Dubuque, Iowa to finish my senior year in college. And that's when I started my first YouTube channel. And much as I wanna say that all that experience helped me just skyrocket my YouTube channel, it did not. I launched my YouTube channel, I posted my first video, and the only person, I love this person, by the way, the only person that watched was my mom. And for the next six months, the only person that would watch was my mom. Um, so it took me six months of posting. Now I basically had, I graduated and I, I got a job at a call center. I was working at uh, $27,000 a year was my salary. And I was posting my, these YouTube videos and I didn't know anything about anything. I just uh, knew that if I kept posting videos, more people would hopefully show up. So I, I started researching about like SEO, how to get traffic. Um, and then literally two years later, after I started, I still had not made a dollar, a, a YouTube subscriber of mine. And I think I had like probably around seven to 10,000 subscribers told me, told me, he's like, Adrian, I love learning the arm wave or little dance move, but can you make something that's like more comprehensive? And so that subscriber told me my first idea on a product. So a month later, I created a 60-minute dance tutorial, and I already had you know, 7,000, 10,000 subscribers. I posted that I was live, and uh, so two months and one, or two years and one month later, I had $1,000 in one month. Um, so the long journey to get there, um, but I kind of struggled my way through it, but um, after I had that premium product or, or like a, a product to sell, I was able to actually start making $1,000 per month just based off YouTube uh, traffic. Oh, that's amazing. So with YouTube, do you, do you recommend someone like, let's say they're really passionate? Cause I, I already know, like, um, kind of like the answer to this, you know, there's a basketball player out there. His name is his, um, AKA name, YouTube name is, is called the professor. Oh, but he's yeah. really short. You know, he was, he didn't make it to the NBA. He didn't really play college ball because he got invited to go on tour with and one basketball, but now mm -hmm. he's probably making so much money just as the and one 
um, not even an and one, a uh, basketball um, trainer, kind of like a t- tutorial. He does very viral videos. There's this one video of him where he dressed up like Spider-Man and he went out to play basketball with these kids, you know, and it went viral. And now he's like teaching people YouTube SEO and things like that as well and on top of just basketball. So um, do you recommend like if people are really passionate about a certain subject that they can break it down into YouTube videos? Yeah, th- that, that's awesome. By the way, I follow him. I've watched everything you just mentioned. Um, so that that's really, it's really cool uh, to see that. So I think, you know, right now, cause I get this question asked a lot. There's, if you're looking, you know, there's free hustles and there's uh, paid hustles. Like some hustles, some online businesses, you could actually get started like creating a YouTube channel and it does not cost you anything. It's just your time. However, those businesses usually take the longest to build and actually make money from. Whereas if you have, you know, $500,000, you could potentially spend on ads on, you know, stuff like you're an expert at like print on demand and potentially already start, you know, uh, building something. The, if you have skill set, if you're good at anything and can teach it, um, there's other marketplaces besides YouTube where people actually pay for your skill, whatever it is. Like it could be weird, like folding napkins in super interesting ways. Like people would pay like a twenty dollars to learn that. Um, and so, like uh, I always, I I've been pointing a lot of people to Skillshare and Udemy and Tabletwise because these are all places that you can basically create a mini class that's like twenty minutes uh, and not like info marketing. I'm talking about like what are you good at, like. Are you good at surfing, paddleboarding, you know, cooking, any of those skills? You could, as long as you, you got a camera, you can film it, post it there, and you can actually monetize very quickly. Um, uh, as a point, in case I've, I've uploaded my old dance tutorials I made years ago, I just threw them up on Skillshare, and now I get like $250 a month. I, I put four, four courses uh, six months ago, and the $200 a month just comes in. And I know that's not a lot to quit your day job, but if I really tried and I started posting every single week, um, I'm sure that could get up to, you know, $5,000 a month just from posting on these marketplaces. So on top of that, um, you know, YouTube's a great place. I think it's a big traffic generator. A lot of people think the money is in AdSense and it's really at the end of the day, AdSense is a, is a side revenue. The main revenue is when you actually have a product. So here's the funny thing. I got into online business and I never asked the fundamental question, how do I make money? Because I never answered that question, I was just posting dance tutorials without ever making money. And if that subscriber of mine, I got to find this guy, it never told me that idea. I probably still would have never made money. It would have just been a hobby. But at the end of the day, if you want to make money online and you, and you can be really passionate about something, you have to ask the first question, how do I monetize? Um, and the number one way to monetize is to create something of value uh, and or solves a problem. Uh, and for me, you know, teaching people how to dance with robots is not really a problem. Um, but it is, it is something that adds value to, to people's lives. Cause now having a 10 year old YouTube channel, I have kids that have now graduated college who started watching when they were like in middle school. And these people have shared their stories of like going in, uh, and they were the shy guy. Then they dance in the, in the prom circle, then someone who made it routine for their wedding. Some people actually turned pro from my dance video. So, um, I created something of value and, and, um, that's the fund a fundamental of creating or making money online is to either find a product that uh, uh, creates value and and match it to the person who wants it or create something yourself. So that's how you turn a passion into profit is putting it, putting it in a format where people can consume it and take away with uh, that skill set that potentially you have. Yeah, that's, uh, I agree 100%. I remember I had a conversation with you one time um, and you talked about Udemy. Um, For those of you guys that don't know, Udemy or Skillshare are pretty much websites that you can go on. And you can literally go on the search engine and learn anything you want, drawing, video editing, 
whatever it is that you want and you can buy mini courses that teach you any of these things um draw how to draw how to cook like i've seen so many different courses on there and some of these courses sold over a million units you know they're literally cheap courses uh, ten dollar courses twenty dollar courses and if you wanted to you could create your own course upload the course on there and anytime someone buys it off the website um Udemy only takes like 20%, 10%. I forgot the exact commission, but it's a small amount and you get the, the, the rest of the 80%. Um, or actually I think Udemy takes 50% if they sell it, but if you sell it, then it's like 20, it's 80% for you. And they take like a small percentage for hosting it. Um, but it's a really easy way to make free income. I call it free because you're going to be doing these things anyways. Why not make money off it? You're going to be cooking anyways. You're going to be surfing anyways. You're going to be playing basketball anyways. You dance anyways. Why not cash in on something that you're doing already for free? You know, a lot of you guys out there listening to this and, and I've talked to a lot of people and they have some weird, unique skills that they don't know that other people want and need. Like I've seen some drawings of regular friends of mine from high school or college. Right. And their drawings are really nice. Like they're really good at, uh, they're really artistic and they don't know it. They don't think it, they're shy about it. It's like, dude, if you're going to put in that much effort on something that you love, why not cash in on it and help other people learn how to do it as well? Because there are people out there that might want to learn these skills and you're only charging $10, $20 um, for, for the course anyways, right? And also, if you're going to start uploading videos on YouTube, let's say you start off with one video a week, you know? One video, one video a week for two or three years can add up to 150 videos. And if you put your Udemy link on the description of your, your YouTube videos, you're going to drive more traffic to your Udemy, um, uh, Udemy course, and you're just going to start working the algorithm, making more sales. And believe it or not, I mean, you know, within a couple months time to a year, a couple years time, you're going to be on Instagram and TikTok and all these other channels, which is how you start building up that personal brand. A lot of these guys that built up their personal brand, um, through their, their passion weren't even after building a personal brand to begin with. They were just after the passion, right? The, the goal that I just wanted to play basketball. I just want to teach people how to surf or whatever. Little did they know they end up building this massive brand and now they're serving and helping people all over the world. There could be people out there that um, maybe live in different countries that don't even, you know, they're interested in what you have to offer, but they don't have any way to go out there and access that information. But now we have the internet it kind of just connects everyone together and allows everyone to kind of skill share, right? To share their skills with each other. Um, talk to us right now. Cause you know, we have so many subjects that we can go onto right now, but let's, let's go back to, um, cause right now we're talking a lot about courses and trainings, right? And then when we talk about these courses and trainings, it's not that big of a deal when you're buying a course on how to draw or how to surf or how to, you know, do whatever subjects there is, right? Um, dancing. But when we talk about make money online and building wealth and building income, that's when things get kind of to the gray area. Cause a lot of people listening right now could be like, wow, that's a total scam. I've seen so many infomercials. It's BS. People are out there trying to make money off you. They're trying to promise you the dream, the Ty Lopez lifestyle with Lamborghinis and all that. And me and you, we both actually experienced situations where we give, gave like coaches and gurus, large sums of money. Like we're talking anywhere from a thousand to $10,000. And we were just like, wow, we totally got ripped off or wow, that was totally worth it. Right. We've had both sides of the coins. I'm sure you've experienced really, really great mentorship, great courses, great events and conferences, as well as ones that are just like, really, I, I should sue you right now. You know, so talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me just back up a little bit. The knowledge you just dropped right now, I've been on a lot of podcasts. Like you just hit people with like some real takeaways 
tactics specifics. So I hope people are, are taking notes here. I, I listen to so many podcasts. It's like high level, high level, but people can't actually walk away with stuff. You've already delivered that. And I, I hope you can continue uh, and give some facts, but this is something I think everyone should pay attention to because I, I, I hope it does not happen to you. Um, but when it comes to trusting people online, you know, I thought I had the biggest and best bullshit radar. You know, you just see something, you see someone, it's like, no way that guy's legit, no way that guy's authentic. And I also have fallen for it too. And I've, and I'm, and you know, Peter's legit, but he's also fallen for it too. And we hope that one, we hope that will never happen again, but um, it's always good to be highly skeptic, to do your research and trust. For me, uh, this, the story I'm about to tell right now, I'm, I'm, um, it, today I can say it was worth it, but at the time it felt like the worst thing in the world because it was, I, I remember how embarrassing this is now. Still just makes me cringe. After this opportunity, the, the world was promised to basically buy in, oh, basically be a, to buy into an exclusive affiliate program. And um, the buy-in was like literally $20,000, I think, at, at, after all expenses and stuff. And it came with coaching, weekly calls, but basically that purchase would allow you to, to sell a proven, I'm, you can't see my hands, but I'm doing a, a quote unquote, a proven funnel that was is already battle tested a million dollars in sales and converts at a ridiculous rate. So you, to buy in, you were going to get this expertise and these guys had it all. They had the click funnels awards and they had the dashboards of seven figures and the two comma clubs. Literally like it was about a month in where uh, myself and these 20 other people realized like this is not what they sold it. In fact, uh, what it ended up being was we were a guinea pig. We were going to spend our own money on ads after that buy-in to, to basically build this brand up. And, and we, we were basically the test dummies. So they wouldn't have to spend their ads to try to sell their product. They were going to, we were going to spend our ads. They were going to collect the data. And after we all fizzled out, they would then try to scale it. It was insane. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but like these people that got screwed, not everyone has $20,000 to chip in. So you can imagine this was a high class caliber of people and, and they fought, threatened lawsuits. Um, it just ended up being a disaster. So um, after, and here's the most embarrassing thing, I didn't mention it, but at the beginning of this opportunity, when I got it, um, I, I, I remember calling my dad and I said, dad, I'm going to be a millionaire because of this. Like you wait. And to me, that's like the most cringeworthy thing now to look back of like, God, oh, it makes me so mad that I fell for that. And uh, it's just painful, painful. But through pain comes the best gain, right? So uh, maybe it was literally a, a year after that. And I always knew, you know, one of the first books I read 10 years ago was The Fire Work by Tim Ferriss. And uh, one of the products he ended up becoming successful was, was a supplement. Um, and if you look, if you do your research, a lot of these internet uh, gurus or super famous people, they have their hands in a, in the fitness supplement niche or nootropics niche. Um, it's just a very powerful niche so you can make a lot of money. And if you have a good product, impact people in a positive way. So I knew I always wanted to get in it. And that's what this opportunity was based around. So I was very discouraged. Uh, within the next year, ClickFunnels had their funnel hacking live event. And it was the first time I went there. And um, I had given up on this idea that I was ever going to get into the fitness industry. Um, and on stage, there was this uh, girl and she, uh, she built this company, zero to 30 million in about a few years called Lady Boss. Uh, and they're actually probably the biggest company that uses ClickFunnels um, or, and, and is in all the ClickFunnels books. 
And after she was done speaking, I was like, wow, if there was a way that I could be affiliate for her, like I would love to actually maybe retry this again. Hey guys, what's up? So I'm assuming that you're really, really enjoying this content right now because if you made it this far into the video, you probably really love the content. So I'm gonna be really fast with you here because I wanna get you back to the content. How would you like to build your own online business? Not some get rich quick scheme or nothing MLM or network marketing where you actually gotta go out and recruit people, but I'm talking about a real life e-commerce business that does not require AliExpress or, or any high upfront costs or techie skills. If you want me to show you how I was able to build my own online business and actually do multiple seven figures in sales with my Shopify stores, or also how a bunch of my students were also able to generate either their first dollar online up to even a million dollars online. If this is something you're interested in, if you're out there trying to figure out how to build your own Shopify store the legit real way and actually learn from someone who's have a proven track record as well as a bunch of students that have done the same, then after this call or this, this um, video that you're watching, you guys can click below in the description section um, and the link will actually take you to a free training that I created. And guys, it's not a fake, fake free webinar where I'm going to pitch you a $2,000 course or anything like that. It's actually just a free training. You guys can go in and check it out in the link in the description. If you're listening to this on podcast or, you know, some other um, channel where there's no link in the description, just go to www.peterchanjr.com forward slash ecom. Again, that's peterchanjr.com forward slash ecom. All right, so let's get back to the content because I know you guys are loving this content right now. Peace out. I looked it up and they had just launched an affiliate program. I signed up and, you know, I can't say all the knowledge that I learned from that terrible experience was bad because I did get expertise on people who did know what they were doing with Facebook ads and I learned a lot. And I took that knowledge and I tried the same stuff that I was doing with them, but now for Lady Boss, but not, you know, I've improved over a year. And it changed my life. Um, in the first few days, I had $1,000 in income and a profit was probably around 70%. After a month, I had made $30,000. So it was like zero in, to, in 30 days. And I was basically averaging $1,000 a day in income. I remember the CEO then called me I, two weeks in. He's like, Adrian, like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? I told him, I was like, dude, like, I, I, I want to say it's something I'm doing. You know, I've learned a lot. I've, I've, I tried doing the exact same recipes of ads and optimizations, but for some reason, their business was so good. Their back end was so good. Their retargeting, their drip sequences were so good that when I sent the same style of traffic, it just converted. That was the problem. The other, the other guys, they just didn't know how to convert. These guys did. They had a reputable brand. Um, long story short, one year into this affiliate program, I'm their number one affiliate still to this day. I was the first person to, uh, they had to basically create an award for me. It's like, if you guys, if you make a million dollars, we're going to make an award. So they, they made an award and uh, was it last year? Yeah, uh, I went and to Chicago to their event and I accepted the award for the first affiliate to make a million dollars. So it was, uh, um, and it's still blown up like crazy. So it, long story short, I, I, I came through an opportunity I thought was it. I got scammed for lack of better words. I was uh, down and out um, and then another opportunity came and it changed my life and I've used that revenue to scale other things. And today I think my, or affiliate marketing for sure is my number one source of income right now. Yeah. Okay. Damn. That, that's a lot. So let's take, let's take all that in and really summarize that. Cause I think that tells a massive story of persistence. Okay. So you went to a conference, right? An internet marketing conference. And you bought into this program where they made all these bold promises um, of how much money you're going to make if you start promoting their thing and this and that and this and that. And 
20 other people signed up. Everyone was hyped up. We're going to go and make a lot of money. Gary Vee was right. Let's get it. We go in there and everyone completely fails. It's a complete flop. You know, I don't know how long the program took, but let's say it took six months to a year or whatever. You guys find out it's a scam. Everyone complains about it. Everyone eventually drops out, but you're not going to quit. You're not going to give up. You still have this entrepreneurial dream, right? This huge goal. So you attend another conference. Okay, ClickFunnels, um, built by Russell Brunson, one of the bigger um, software companies in the world right now. I think they're on Forbes list, like one of the big companies. You go there, this event probably has two to 3,000 people. You see someone speak on stage, and it's this company called Boss Lady, right? A fitness company. And now you applied all your losses and lessons from the previous venture to this new venture. You asked the, uh, this company, Boss Lady, if you could be what's called an affiliate. An affiliate pretty much means that you're going to go in there and promote their product. And in exchange, they're going to give you 50% commissions. So you don't have to go in there and recreate their entire product and be a competitor. Instead, you're going to ally uh, with them. And now you're referring customers to their website to buy their products and you're going to sell it for them. And they're going to give you 50% commissions. And little did you know, the second event, the second venture after a massive loss, right? Cause you persisted, you're now able to not only, make a ton of money, but you were one of their top sellers to the point where they created an entire award just for you. And now there's probably other people I'm assuming by now that have also won that award because they saw you do well. And now they've, you know, follow on your lead, kind of like the whole minute, um, five minute mile rule where like a four minute mile where once the first person breaks that four minute mile and the, the laws of physics and science got broken that this is possible. A bunch of other human beings are now capable of doing it. Um, even though scientists have confirmed that a human being can never go past a four minute mile until like, I think Roger Bannister or someone like that was able to complete it. And then now you were able to do it. So I actually have a couple of questions about boss lady. Um, is it, is it a digital product or a physical product? Yeah. So lady boss is a, a majority supplement company. Um, so they will make like uh, really healthy um, uh, vanilla you know, protein powder, chocolate shake, a super green smoothie, um, like a fat burner, sleeper, uh, sleep medicine, or I shouldn't say medicine, supplements, uh, you know, all made of natural ingredients. Um, and, and they also do have a training app to, and, uh, which basically tells you what to eat and what to, how to work out every single day. Um, so it's like a full, full turnkey fitness solution plus the supplements, but the majority of the income is from the supplements from the affiliate side. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, there, I, you know, hands down, if, if you, if you want to get into the industry, like that's a really reputable company. So I think that's the thing at the beginning, looking back, how did, why did I make that first mistake? Um, and it's because I, I just didn't do enough due diligence. I was really excited. Uh, and, and the, and I was, um, you know, I, I was, taken back by the fancy two comma club awards and all that stuff. But um, I didn't, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what you sell, you have to care about what you sell, especially I think if it's, uh, you know, something you consume, if it goes in someone's body, you got to make sure that that company that you sell, it's legit, right? Like I, I, I made sure the second time around, I tried all the products I was using it. I was like, and I, I, I bought all the products myself, even though this fitness company is only for women. And I thought, man, they're just doing so such a good job. They actually care about their customers. Um, and, and, th and that's when I was like, all right, I'm going to try it and try to scale this thing as, a, as an affiliate. But um, yeah, so, and then, you know, the beautiful thing, this is why a lot of really successful entrepreneurs make it in the fitness industry is the best businesses around have reoccurring revenue. So if you really, if you are having a protein shake and it's a 30 day supply and it, and people love it, 
and it's working, they're going to buy it again and again and again. And so this, um, the best affiliate programs will actually allow you to be not just commissioned on the first sale, but reoccurring revenue. And that's how uh, it got so big. And that also changed my, my world too. That, that's what was promised in the first deal, but they couldn't get the first sale and it was a crappy product. Um, but this company actually does good. So uh, that's where, you know, the passive income thing, uh, it does exist, but it's so hard work. So like today I could turn off all my ads and I'd probably still make 15 grand just from Lady Boss. Um, uh, and then every, if I just turned it off completely, you know, there's a, a churn rate are, are unsubscribing, uh, but you just hope that's a low percentage. And, um, uh, you know, if I, I stopped, I stopped it, I would still make 10 K probably 10 months or, uh, you know, six months from now, um, uh, or more, but that's kind of the beautiful thing. Yeah. See, so that's, so if someone's out there, like, um, I know supplement is like a huge niche, but would you recommend people like reverse engineer lady bosses kind of like their entire funnel and sequences? Because you said they had really good, like email follow-ups and just like support and all that stuff. Cause I know that's incredibly powerful when, you know, attracting high level affiliates to promote their program. Yeah, absolutely. I think out of, I'm an affiliate today active. I have over 250 different campaigns running. So I'm kind of like a mad scientist with affiliate stuff now. And out of all those affiliate companies, Lady Boss is the best in terms of their business, their backend, their communication, their remarketing, their funnels, their offers. They, they just, I think they're the best. And I've, I've learned a lot just from how they talk to their customers and I've applied their business philosophies to a lot of my other businesses um, as well. Um, and that's kind of one of the, the cool things is, you know, you and I are probably addicted to um, the process of how to acquire a customer and build trust. And so like um, sometimes the industry that you're in doesn't have the best examples. So it's good to look at other industries, take the best and then apply it to yours and you have a massive competitive advantage now. Yeah, I agree. So from there, after, after you, you know, started making money with, um, affiliate marketing, promoting lady boss, how did that, um, venture into scaling into other affiliate offers or other industries? Great question. So this, I feel like this is my potentially my legacy and I'm working on a book that's going to basically outline this. So lady boss, um, at one point at its peak, I got 60 grand from this company in one month. And, but on average it's been around a thousand dollars a day since I started over two years ago. And um, I tried to find another lady boss. Having that much income uh, from one place is amazing, but it's also scary because here's the con that most people don't talk about to affiliate marketing is it's not your business. They can change the rules anytime. And in fact, they always do. Your commission starts at 50%. Hey, uh, next year rolls around. Hey guys, we're gonna have to cut down our, our commission to 25%. And you know what? They have every right to because it's their business. So I've, I, the um, experience beforehand with the disaster, it, it prepared me of like, this is amazing. 60 grand in one month, a thousand dollars a day. I can't believe it. Oh crap. I got to find something else because this is not going to be around forever. It's just the mentality that you kind of have. Um, and I tried looking for another big whale and I, and after a year of trying uh, scaling other things, I could not find it. I thought, man, maybe this lady boss thing is just, it is truly extraordinary that I cannot unicorn. replicate a unicorn. Um, so then I, so then I, I thought of uh, true Tim Ferriss fashion. What if I did the opposite? And I thought, okay, so I'm looking for one company that makes a thirty thousand dollars a month as an affiliate. Why don't I actually look for a thousand companies that pay me a hundred dollars a month profit per month? 
And that sounds insane, but I started trying it. So I, because it's so easy, I should say it's so much easier and simple to try to make $100 profit a month from one affiliate offer than it is to try to make 30,000, right? So um, I started testing this uh, theory and um, I got to a point where I think I was around, I had 50 different affiliate offers and they were all making between 200 and $300 a month. I was like, dang, maybe this crazy idea of mine actually is, is working out. So then I started testing and testing. In 2019, I tested 1,257 different affiliate offers. No joke. Um, and out of all those, uh, about 150 of them were profitable and the others failed. So that's a lot of failure. But I made $660,000 last year, to, uh, 2019, just from those 150 companies that worked out. Um, so it's so today. Um, actually, I just had a record month from affiliate marketing. It was sixty-four thousand dollars in income. And the most beautiful thing. This is not including Lady Boss. The most amazing thing about this income is that it came from like two hundred and like fifty-ish companies. So like it's remarkable to me because uh, I'm I'm so diversified. Like uh, uh, for sure, what if, out of the two hundred fifty companies, one company is going to be like, hey, our commission structure just cut in half. Sorry guys, or they might just disappear completely. But because I have all these micro uh, incomes, they add up in a really, really big way. And because I'm not trying to scale them to the moon, they're not as high maintenance as they are, as they are when you're trying to test and make a lot of money. And um, it, what, probably the thing I'm most proud of is because it's at the end of the day, I have to manage you know hundreds of relationships. I actually hired and retired my dad last year. That's his, that's his whole entire job now is basically like managing these relationships, like emails, and basically like saying, "Hey guys, you got a little past due on your money. Can you send your money?" And um, and it's been an amazing, amazing thing. So I think why it's why I, th I say it's my legacy is because I think there's countless, infinite, or hundreds of thousands of these little micro opportunities online to make a hundred to five hundred dollars profit per month. And so I'm currently someone who has 250 of them. And I think that's something that can be teachable to other people or just really encouraging. It's like, maybe, maybe you don't, you know, to try to make 10,000 plus a month is so hard, but to try to just make a hundred, $500 profit per month, much, much easier challenge, I think is figure outable. And, um, and I'm, I'm trying to see how, how much there is for myself that I can, I can grow. So it's, it's been kind of wild that way where my train of thought, and guess what? January 1st, Lady Boss, guess what I got? I woke up to an email that said, hey, our 45% commission is now 25%. So it, it happens. And at least now I can say I was prepared and I'm fine with it. Dude, that is a lot of information taken. That was really, really good stuff. A um, lot of questions on, um, about that, actually. So, damn, that's incredible. That's a crazy story. So when, you, when you're out there and you're talking about affiliate offers and affiliate programs, are, are these, these are not CPA offers, right? These are like e-commerce products they are so great question so um i get this question a lot how do you find affiliate programs and people often mention like do you is this on clickbank or something and i actually avoid all networks um i like going straight to the company and like shopify has very popular affiliate programs so you can actually google search like um post affiliate pro or reversion these are affiliate software and then look like literally my Google searches look like this, like um, uh, skateboards, reversion, affiliate program. So I literally press enter and lists of skateboard companies out there that have affiliate programs. Um, so like uh, it's, a, I go direct and sign up directly on their website versus 
um, if a company gets so big, they'll, they'll have, they'll actually outsource an affiliate network, which was, is kind of like what ClickBank does, but guess what? ClickBank, ClickBank doesn't do that for free. They make some money. So by the time it's on there and everyone knows about ClickBank, that offer is really saturated. And then the percentage of profits really low. And, and I'm, I should clarify, like I, I do have some organic, you know, income from, from this, but majority of it is paid ads. So I, there's not a lot of margin t- it, when you go through a network. That's why I like going directly to uh, the business, but that's how you find it. It's literally that simple, huge takeaway. Like, what are you good at? What's your expertise? Is it golf? Type in golf affiliate programs and like stuff is going to pop up, you know? So, so these are, um, and these are all paid ads. Are you doing this mainly via Facebook? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and actually YouTube is probably my little secret weapon um, because it ties in the behavior aspect, but it also uses um, also uses like audience uh, insights, kind of like like Facebook. But you know, p- people go on YouTube, and you can target an ad based on like a very specific search. Or one of my favorite things I do, I have like I call it my own Fortune 500 of videos. If I'm selling a skateboard, for example, I'll pick the top 500 maybe educational videos on YouTube on how to basically pick a skateboard. And you can actually only run ads on the ones on the videos you select. And then that's you know when someone goes to type in that video of like how do you 10 skateboards you should check out, the first ad that pops up is that affiliate offer. Um, opt-in page uh, to basically collect the email and then send them to the affiliate offer. So I do that a lot at scale, basically across 200 uh, companies. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. Yeah, advertising. I mean, if we want to get into marketing, that's a whole new can of worms. We can probably talk for like four hours on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so let's slow things down a little bit. Let's go back to the affiliate offer stuff. So when you're out there and you're, you know, because what you're really doing is you're going out there into random niches on YouTube and you're looking for specific affiliate offers that are not super mainstreamy whether on ClickBank and, and they're on like JVZoo or any of these big companies, because those are like the conventional wisdoms of just being saturated. You know, you're, you're doing really niched out um, follow, and you're building a relationship with a lot of these companies. Are you generating leads for yourself or are you generating leads for the companies? Great question. So this is like um, the exact strategy I'm doing. Uh, and if you're really new, this is going to sound maybe, uh, it won't make sense, but once you get started, it, it will make a lot of sense. Um, so lady, so first of all, I'm, I'm not really going to random niches because of, uh, data when lady boss exploded and I got this massive amount of data in the fitness industry specific to females, female data, I'm talking data, what is data emails? Uh, pixel data, analytical data um, that I can use in ads. So um, what I do, and this is the winning, this is the only, if you're trying to make it seriously as an affiliate marketer, your email list and your your text message list, uh, your contact list is gold because you, you can do two things. One, you can run a Facebook ad and they can click on the ad and it goes straight to the affiliate offer. And that's a very, very hard, hard, hard thing to make a profit on. Um, so how you protect yourself as an affiliate, because remember, it's not your business. You need to run the offer at like an, a specific example could be like um, these four super green smoothies are to die for. That's an ad I'm running on Facebook to a targeted uh, uh, lookalike audience based off female data that I have. They see this article. They click. I want to know these four recipes. They go to opt-in page that says, click in your email and we'll send you the free recipe guide. That email is not on their end. That's my website, my fitness brand. 
I collect the email, I'm paying my really good ads, I'm literally paying a dollar or less for. And then in that recipe list, they're gonna get exactly what they wanted, plus they'll get an offer right away that maybe is a blender, or maybe that it, all these super green includes a lady boss uh, uh, shake that you add to it. Um, and so right then I can make a commission off of it. And then the, this is how you scale is you introduce them to weekly offers basically. So like, Hey, thank you for joining our, our, our exclusive fitness email brand list. If it's okay with you, we're going to send you every single week, a new educational how to, and all, you know, different times that, uh, different ways we can prove. And so, um, every single week, they're going to do value driven email with an affiliate offer. And, and so, um, because you pay for the email the first time, um, the math is very simple. You could spend $300, let's just $100 you spend to get 100 leads. And, and if you're selling an, an affiliate offer that makes 20 bucks, you just need 5% of those people and you're going to break even. So you're basically paying ads and you're getting emails quote unquote for free with the hope that on the second email, the third email, the fourth email, any purchase they make from that point on is profit. So I, today I have hundreds of thousands of emails and most of my affiliate programs are in the fitness niche. Cause if I go into the skateboarding niche, where I, where I kind of just throw out there, which I'm not, um, I'd have to start from zero. It's not saying it's impossible, but it's better to always use like-minded uh, uh, products and, and expand what makes sense. So like the fitness niche, uh, Lady Boss blew up, I'm selling protein shakes. Also makes sense to sell kettlebells, uh, bands, uh, weights, other workout programs, uh, cooking recipes, vegan diets, like, like all this stuff that all makes sense. I can't use that data and say, Hey, I know you're into fitness, but want a skateboard. That doesn't make sense. You know, dude, that is fire. So, so what you just dropped right now, that is really, really good content. Let's just break this down in simple terms or like summary. Okay. So you're going out there, you're generating leads, right? You're driving traffic on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, and driving leads to what's called a lead magnet, right? A lead magnet, it's usually like some type of a promise, like five recipes to this or seven ways to lose weight doing this or three things you need to do if you want to do this by summertime or by wintertime, right? And then when you, when you capture these leads, they enter in their email, their phone number, whatever it is that they need to enter in for you to capture the lead, right? It's, all, it's called, um, it's almost like creating a relationship, right? Um, getting social media followers, whatever it is. And then from there, that's when you start giving them offers, right? You start, first you add value, then you start offering, yo, protein shake, kettlebells, and all these other things. And those products that you're offering could technically be from different companies, right? They don't need to all be from the same company. That allows you to then monetize your email list. So really, you're a lead generator and you're monetizing it via affiliate offers or even your own products. You can even, if you wanted to go the e-commerce route, you can start your own company and start selling to them. Or if you have a friend that happens to be in that same niche, you can start selling their products, right? There's so many things you can do once you start generating leads. Um, and then you made, you made the kind of like the bold statement that, Hey, it's okay to break even off the first product. It's okay. Like you can pay $10 to Facebook and only make $10 back. A lot of people are looking for that high ROI every single time. And it's hard to turn a profit sometimes, especially with, with how expensive ads are getting and how competitive it is and how good, um, just how many internet marketers are, are hopping on the internet. You know, you got big fortune 500 companies dropping an arm and a leg into ads, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is. And you're competing against them, but you're out there actually generating emails. Are you branding out 
kind of like your, your email or your company, whatever that middleman is, are you branding that out too? Yeah. So obviously this lady boss is a female only fitness company. So it's not Adrian Brambilla sending these emails. Who's <laughs> a guy, right? So I, I have a female fitness brand. Um, and, and it's basically, if you were to go to it, you'd, you'd see a blog and you would think you wouldn't think that this blog is making $30,000 a month because all the magic is behind the scenes in the ads and the, really the blogs that I'm creating, I'm just creating it. I don't want to say as a front, but as a, as a sense of, of, um, legitimacy like because of real business blogs so when if a customer goes on there they need to see a, a content but the money is not in that i'm only doing it at, for credibility the money is in behind the scenes the ads collecting those leads promoting through affiliate offers so are these blogs done with an actual website or is it click funnels um actual website i use wordpress um, that's the majority of the website, but the, all the ads I do, I'm a big, uh, click funnels user, but, uh, for anyone click funnels, just a software, um, that basically builds these, you know, conversion based landing pages. There's a lot of other places out there. I've tried lead pages and, uh, you could actually do it on WordPress too, but I do like click funnels. Um, I'm a fan of it, of them, uh, just cause they're easier and I, I'm really not tech. I'm not a big tech guy in terms of programming and stuff. Have you, have you sold, um, digital products to this list? Um, I do it, uh, majority of the list is female, I, I, actually 80% of the money I make as an affiliate marketer is fitness based. Um, and so I have included cause lady boss has their own little, digital. Um, digital courses for fitness. And so I have tried fitness courses as well. Um, but the other 20% is kind of a hodgepodge of random different stuff. Uh, and, um, I mean, I've sold. I feel like I sold everything from furniture as an affiliate. Uh, I promoted furniture, uh, decor, uh, clothing. Um, I've even, I've promoted like a day trading course even, uh, especially cause right now everyone wants to learn how to day, day trade cause the market's so volatile. Um, and, um, CB, CBD, uh, all kinds of weird stuff, uh, is that other 20%. Um, but, um, so I have, it works, you know, th this strategy works. I think it's a winning formula for all, all industries, like you promote, you try to capture the lead through adding value and the product, it could, like you said, it could be your own, could be Amazon. It could be a print on demand shirt that you're promoting. It could be anything. Uh, it's, it's a value driven content strategy basically. Damn. So the, yeah, that opens up like a whole new can of worms, but I have two subjects I actually want to touch up on, on that. So you talk about email marketing, right? Is it hot? Is it still, is it dying out? Whatever a lot of people are talking about it. They're saying we got to do messenger. Now emails are dead. What autoresponder are you doing and what are you doing to keep your open rates high and, and engagement rate so high on it? My average open rate, um, for all my affiliate stuff is 25%. That's really um, good. And so I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's pretty, that's good. I, I guess I could say, I mean, it could always be better, but, um, I, I, I try not to spam my list. There is an offer at the end of every email, but it's, it's through every email is like kind of like a mini story. So, you know, facts tell stories sell. So like it's a little story about either it could be a testimonial case study. What's cool about being an affiliate, it, a really good affiliate companies like lady boss. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a white hat marketer. I don't make up or BS anything. And so, but, because I'm a, an affiliate for Lady Boss or these other companies, they'll actually give you their content media and their own case studies and testimonials. So you can literally just copy and paste it, put your own twist, include your email, and then now like you you can share other people's stories by promoting their their offer. So it's pretty awesome. But I use ConvertKit. 
Uh, and no joke, uh, this sounds daunting, but I have like six month drip sequences. <laughs> so someone signs up through that like super green smoothie uh, idea we just made up here. And that person is going to get a value driven email for the next six months. So it, there's, there's no, like and a 25%. Uh, I usually send once a week. Um, uh, unless I actually, let me take that back for full transparency. Here's exactly what I do. The very first week I send an email every single day because I, you know, um, I'm just following like a welcome sequence so they can like really trust the brand and it's all value, 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 value. And then after that, the regular is then every single week they get, uh, an email after that. But, um, I feel like the, the, the seven day starter email welcome sequence is, um, something I, I basically got from Russell Brunson and I think it does a good job of like, we already get a ton of emails. And so I have to give them a reason why they're going to be opening up. And so just deliver with value. And so I, I usually call it like, thanks for signing up for the free recipe guide. In the next seven days, you're going to get our free email mini class. That's going to teach you how to do this every uh, one step every day uh, or something like that. And then, um, that's a template I use pretty much across everything. Damn, that's, that's powerful. Yeah. So dude, email marketing right now is actually very, very underrated. Um, especially with how expensive ads are getting when, if you, in that sequence that you're doing once a week, um, drip feed, drip, drip feed, um, emails for six months, are you sending broadcast in between? I, I don't do broadcast for my affiliate stuff. I do broadcast for my personal brand, but I, I don't, um, I ma imagine like, imagine it looks like this now. Um, cause I'm still testing and trying new affiliate programs and offers and brands. And so I have a pretty good idea in the six months, what products and offers are working and what's not and what rate they're working at, what the click through rate is on, on each email. I'm testing different subjects. Um, and so like if I find a new product offer, I'll, I'll just maybe switch the first offer to, and I'll move it back for emails and I'll move this other one in front. So like, but you have this huge, basically blueprint or map of emails and what offers they are. And each one has their own stat. I tried to test it. Like, for example, like when I, when I promote a, a certain kettlebell brand, um, there's a stat on that of like, Hey, this click through rates, maybe only 5% and normally it's 10%. So like that to me is like, well, how, I need to replace that with something or test something else with it, or maybe the story's off. But, um, so I'm not doing broadcast because I have mapped out the next, the next six months of that person's journey at the beginning. I didn't have the six months. So I did broadcast, but, but now I've, I've designed a journey for the next months. And after they go through the six months, I get that's, that's as far as I've gotten so far. Maybe one day I'll, have, I'll, I'll extend it to a year. Um, who knows? And then, you know, um, I try to make all my content evergreen, you know, so I'm not saying something like, Hey, it's January. So go to your new year's got to change this stuff. Um, uh, otherwise people would sign up today and they'll get a January email. It doesn't make sense yet. So it has to stay evergreen, but, um, actually in this fitness, niche, fitness niche and, and other niches, there are seasonalities. And, um, when that time rolls around every January, February, December, um, I will, uh, stop the drip sequence and then, and then move everyone into like a, like new year's resolution theme, right? That's just smart is to pay attention that everyone's trying to change their goals and stuff. So, um, so that's just like re pivoting the sequence of, of people's journeys, but, um, it makes sense for everyone. At least a, a specific takeaway is whatever business you have or whatever you're going to start mandatory. You got to drive leads mandatory. You got to have a welcome journey, a, a design sequence and a week long should be the goal at the minimum.
Yeah, that dude, that was powerful stuff. Um, so a couple questions from there on. Okay, uh, you said you don't do any broadcast at all. What happens after the six months? Right. That's um, that's exactly what I mean by uh, after the six months. I I that that's at the stage I'm at today. So like I'm trying. I'm trying to extend extend that with other offers because right now at the end of the six months journey that I would have to either put them into another sequence um, that's more specific to like, because I have a lady boss for my really specific brands that do really well. I have designed like a, a 30 day lady boss only sequence um, or like another 30 day brand um, called Neurohacker. It's a new a new tropic that I, I sell a lot of their stuff. So I'll, I'm, I might I'll move them to that. But eventually like I'm this if you would have asked me like how long the sequence is, uh, you know, a few months ago, I would have said it's only, it's only two months long. So I'm, I'm continually to build this long, long journey. Um, and you, you know, not, you know, 25% open rates, you know, people unsubscribe. Um, but the people that stay on to the six months, you know, I, I've only really this, this entire little experiment, I'm 11 months in to it. Right. So 11 months ago is when I decided to test, and try to find these little mini pockets uh, through affiliate marketing between a $100 and $500 profit. So I haven't even done this a year, but eventually I'll, I'll keep building that sequence longer and longer um, and basically send an email forever until they die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say this is more powerful than like the original way you were doing it? I'm, I'm assuming you kind of just drove traffic to an offer in the beginning or something like that, right? Right, because, and here's exactly, if, if I um, did not change, um, I would have stuck with Lady Boss. I would have tried to scale that bigger. And then January 1st would have happened this year and my income would have shot down by 60%. Yeah. Right. So that's, that was the fear. I, uh, so it's kind of like, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, make sure you're diversified. And that's a rule that applies to like advertising too. Um, Peter posted in the last month that his whole Facebook ad account got banned. And what's funny is on that same exact day, mine was banned too. My whole business manager with over 40 different ad accounts. Um, and, but, and as frustrating and stressful as that is, my entire business did not disappear because uh, not only do I have backup business managers, but I'm also running a lot of ads, thousands of dollars a day on YouTube and using Google. And I'm actually, I, I'm um, a week into TikTok ads for the first time. Um, so I'm trying different things, right? Um, um, so, that, so diversification across your traffic, uh, across your ads, across your business, across your affiliate offers, across your products. So if I would have not tried to test this other campaigns, Lady Boss, would, you know, I'm, I'm in their palms with their hands and they would cut their commission from, you know, 45 to 25%, which they did. And now it didn't hurt me as bad because I was diversified. That's good. That's good. Do you, do you ever get any SEO from your blogs? I not... I get traffic, but um, I guess right now I'm so focused on paid ads that I know I should be spending more time on SEO and trying to focus on that, but I'm not because I feel like the ads are working. Now, I feel like if one, if all my ads disappeared overnight, of course, then I would be screwed. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, you can uh, you can either go the SEO route and you might even be able to do like influencers to drive traffic to the blog. You know, I think that'd be a really good idea because the women's fitness is a massive niche on Instagram. Yes, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a lot of information. That was really good stuff. I mean, this is like a four thousand dollar course you just <laughs> gave someone. Like that was insane. Um, I wanted to actually segue on how you build persistence on launching these products and offers because I know that's something that's huge. You know, you said your ratio was even one for ten, which 
in theory, doesn't even sound like a good ratio. You launch a thousand products, only kept a hundred products, right? I talk to beginners about that all the time when it came to either launching t-shirts, selling drop shipping products and items. They say, oh my God, it's so much work. I launched five products and one of them broke even and the other four lost money, you know? Or I go in there and I launched 20 products just to find one winner that only broke me even because I had so many losses from those other products. When you go out there and, and you're launching so many products just to only find 10, that might sound like a bad ratio, but once you find the winners, they stay winners and you learn from those winners how a winner looks like. You learn from those losers what a loser looks like. So now when you go out there and you launch more products, you already have an idea of what your audience wants. You're buying data, okay? Anytime you spend money on ads or, or promoting products, you're never taking a loss. You're learning new things. It's always like that. I have a question actually on when you're out there launching these products because what you're doing is so much different than the traditional e-com route of slapping products on there, driving traffic and trying to make a sale. You're straight up building a damn funnel, you know? So when you go in, in there and you launch, like let's say you, you, you're doing, you have five main niches. You have fitness, you have all these other niches. Let's say you want to get into surfing, right? And you want to sell surfboards or you want to sell suntan lotion. Do you actually go out of your way to build an entire funnel for like a week and then drive traffic? Or do you, do you just slap it on to see if it works first in the first place before you commit? Great, great question. So um, I do test on average. Well, now it's not me. I, you know, I have my dad and I, I do have, um, I, I feel like my whole affiliate side is now four people. And, and so um, we're testing 20 to different 30, 20 to 30 different offers a day. Um, and uh, these are new, new brand companies and affiliates. And again, you're right. 10% success rate sounds not too good, but to me, it sounds amazing uh, because the, the money is there and the pro I'm, I'm averaging $50,000 profit per month now for the last 11 months since I, since I tried this weird experiment of finding these mini, mini campaigns. Um, I, I usually measure everything at the beginning, uh, pretty strict black and white on a hundred click test theory or hundred to drive 100 qualified people to an offer and making my decision based on that. So if you're just starting out, you run, you run an ad every time someone clicks on your ad, it costs you money. So if you want to test an idea, my rec, this is what I do is um, I, if I can drive 100 qualified people and that person does not take any action, then it's on to the next one. And I'm making those decisions rapidly every single day. But if at least one person or, and that's, eh, but if there's five people or whatever, um, that's a good offer in my mind that I could try to scale um, up. So I'm, so every single day um, I'm running those ads. I'm, I'm at the very beginning. I'm just measuring off 100 clicks and uh, seeing what, what the result is uh, from that. Um, so it's a very mathematical way of making decisions. Now, the one thing for sure, it's a qualified is the keyword. 100 qualified people, people who actually want this offer, not a garbage, anyone who's just bored, qualified person and making a decision based off that. Okay. So when you drive these 100 people, um, 100 clicks, I should say to an offer, do you test with the whole lead generation method or you just go straight to the offer to see if it even works first? Good question. I, I it is a mix of both, but how, how I could do the 100 click, a theory, it wouldn't have to uh, even just ignore the word click. It could be like after 100 opt-ins on, cause I already know I got that recipe blog that's doing good or whatever. Yeah. 100 opt-ins, I'm, I'm making a decision based off the 100 emails that I got and how much they take this offer versus the one I had beforehand. So it's, it's still uh, 
100 people to make the decision if I should change, tweak, optimize, or scale. And again, what, what's crazy is I'm not trying to get a get to scale any of these offers to $10,000 a month, even though that would be great, but I just don't want that drama. I'm cool with 200 or 250 companies paying me. I think the average company pays me around 200 or almost $300. So 250 companies at $300 and I'm totally cool with that. I don't like, I, this probably takes me like 10 to 20 hours a week and I don't want it to take forever. And, 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 people might say, dude, you're an idiot. You probably, you're probably sitting on, you probably scale. It's like, yeah, probably, but I'm, I, I'm just trying to, you know, find these mini opportunities and I'm good with them, man. Yeah. That, that's crazy. That, so I, I actually have like a whole segue. I can talk about that too um, in a second, but I wanted to ask you, um, have you ever tested with just like an email blast or a social media post just to test an offer? Um, I have, but to be honest, these would be more info marketing based on my personal brand, you know? So like I promote click funnels, I got a hundred affiliate signups and like, you know, the dream car thing. Um, and, and that sometimes I'll just shoot a blast out on social media posts, like click on the link in the bio, swipe up and it works. It, it works. But, um, I think, you know, you and I, and you know, other people we, we know, like we know the power of paid ads and we know how fast it's not necessarily like paid ads means you can make money fast. It's more of you can learn really fast. And so learning really fast allows you to potentially find success faster versus growing organically, SEO, social media following, all the organic tactics. But uh, running an ad and 100 people can come to that offer today. So tomorrow I could already make a decision if it has legs or not. And that is, that's what buying the data allows you to do is just make decisions so much faster. And so that's why it seems like you can just make money overnight, but it, it, there's so much learning and learning again, like you mentioned, you, some people say you lost money on ads, but we say we bought data to learn. Right. Um, and so, and so it's just a different mindset philosophy, but both ways win. one just takes a lot longer. Um, and my first business, my dance business was the organic, side posting dance tutorials and it took two years right so mm -hmm. so yeah i mean so just to kind of re um kind of summarize this okay the strategy that you're using right now it doesn't just only work for like affiliate offers or building email lists it works even for e-commerce as well i used to call this this is like an old method taught like back in 2015 it's called the slow burn method is when you run really really slow traffic test traffic to a bunch of different offers you find three or four or one or two really solid ones and you kind of just let it sit and generate you wealth. You don't need to go in there and scale it to the moon because once you start scaling it to the moon, naturally, for whatever reason, Facebook um, damages your ROI. Okay. And, and that doesn't sound as sexy to some of you guys because people want to see that one product that scaled to a million dollars, like the fidget spinner, or people want to see those crazy numbers with that one secret product. You know, people are looking through AliExpress for, for years just to find that one unicorn, right? That, that lady boss product. But a lot of times that's not reality for, for all of us. You know, this is not a Disney movie where you go in there and you find that one product that strikes gold. You know, if you, if you go in there and you find a lot of bronze and silver and you find enough of it that can equal to a bunch of gold. Right. Um, and that's literally like, if you look at some of my shop, my stats, yeah, there are days where I do like a $20,000 a day or a $10,000 day. But if you look at my actual sales, it's more like a hundred products that sold like 50 products a day, 10 products a day, seven products a day. And, but they all stay profitable inside my Facebook campaigns because they're really low budgets 
and they're bringing high ROI and then the remarketing backs you up a thousand fold. You know, the remarketing builds up, the email list builds up. It's a, it's a strategy. I mean, not everyone uses this strategy because it takes a lot more micromanagement, uh, which we'll get to in a second. But some people do. They launch one or two products, three or four products at a time, and they'll spend like a thousand dollars on each product to see if it works. And if it doesn't, they'll spend another thousand on another product where that's more like a fast paced method. They're only looking for unicorns and they scale the unicorn and they leave and they find another unicorn. Whereas what um, Adrian's doing is he's doing kind of like the slow burn method where he, instead of finding um, massive, massive winners, he finds a bunch of small micro winners so that when these small micro winners turn to losers or they, 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 they stop working, guess what? It doesn't matter because he has so many other winners that things still work. So right now it seems like you have a lot on your plate. So I'm going to try to get you out of here, you know, as soon as possible. We've been on for over almost an hour now, but we have so much fun things to cover. So um, right now you have so much going on and it seems like you have a lot to micromanage. How many people are on your team? How are you outsourcing and doing all this? So my, my dad manages people relationships. Um, I have, um, uh, three full-time VAs. Um, my wife is like the CFO basically. Um, and that's all my online stuff that I'm fully transparent about. I talk about online TikTok. I've been going, I think I have like 20 million views in the last three days on TikTok, uh, sharing. Um, and then, uh, the business that I never talk about, uh, is I actually have a 15 person marketing agency based in Iowa and all of our clients are credit unions. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, I, I, at first glance, people might, I, I get comments like, dude, how do you do all this? It's like, I don't, man. I, I have staff, I have outsource. I started all by myself. I did everything. And, um, and then I scaled, you know, technology marketing allows you to scale a lot of work, but then there's a point where you need people too. Um, but you, these are all, uh, you know, growing pains of like, when you, when I hired my first person, like how stressful that was of like, geez, am I going to be able to pay for him? I don't want them. I don't want to hire them. And then I can't afford him or like I have to lay him off or whatever. So like these are just growing pains, but, um, rest assured you don't have to grow. Like I have no desire to grow a hundred million dollar company. Like I'm cool with like growing a company and then selling it for 10 million. And then that other guy takes it to a hundred million. <laughs> like that's not me, but that's, that's cool. But at the beginning I started like, just like you probably, um, we, we started by ourselves, right? Um, we learned online, we learned through YouTube, we got courses, we failed and we built on our, on our own and we scaled. And, and now we have the financial freedom to decide if we want to scale more and work 80 hours a week or, or much, much less. Um, but it's a very, uh, I feel very grateful to be where I'm at today. I'm sure you, 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 uh, feel as well. I see your Facebook posts, you know, I feel like, um, God's given us a really great opportunity um, and, and here we are, you know, trying to share our message with the world because, um, not a lot of people share, you know, like we could at any point in time, if we got, let's say we just got flooded with haters, we just be like, all right, I'm not going to do this podcast anymore. Cause like it's too much hate. And you know what, that the, uh, the world would be sadder for it because you know, what we've taught, talked about today, other, your other podcasts, you're actually delivering value. And, and that's kind of a, you know, something you get to at the beginning, you're hungry. So you scrape anything that you can get. And then once you get out of that mode, you can scale, relax, and then, you know, kind of decide what do you want to do? What's your legacy going to be? You know, what are you going to really do? Money is just at the end of the day, at the beginning, you need it to survive and then you have it to live and then you have it to maybe splurge a little bit. But then after that, it's kind of a story. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to make an impact on people? And I think that's kind of what we did today, hopefully. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, TikTok. I mean, that's something that's really powerful now too that you mentioned. Do you recommend people like start start try start to start building it right now? Because that's something I was actually looking into, and I was actually going to start creating content for it. Um, what are your thoughts on it, bro? Like, hang out this podcast right now and start. Okay, here's what's here's what's funny. When Instagram first came out, I was one of those old. I shouldn't say old, I'm 31, but old mindset people of like Instagram, I'm not going to get on this thing. No, like it's for models and stuff. Nah. And then like, I, I like, I will never have a, a big audience on Instagram because I'm so behind. I feel like, and the amount of work it would take me to get a big audience is a hundred times more hard versus when I first knew about Instagram, I could have just started posting. This happens every time a new social media ha- platform occurs. Facebook was like that. MySpace before that. The first early adopters are the people who can just get so far ahead. And it's not to say that on Instagram, you can build an audience. I know we have a connection actually uh, who who's like builds, you know, audiences all the time really fast uh, out of New Zealand, Josh, I think his name. Um, oh. And uh, so, so on TikTok, here's, yeah. Uh, on TikTok, here's the thing. Like the algorithm is fresh. It's very generous. There's so many people, millions of people like that are on TikTok right now. It's growing so fast. There's not enough content being produced. So the chances of you creating content and blowing up and going viral or just being it shown to more people than you have followers with is highly likely. Today, I have 163,000 followers. Um, I launched, I think, on TikTok more seriously like uh, uh, maybe six months ago. Um, and I, I think after two weeks of posting every single day and my first video hit a million views and, um, my content's all business. I'm not dancing in a crop top or like, you know, you know, talking about like T, you know, TNA, um, uh, like I, I'm talking about business and mindset stuff. And, uh, so I, Gary V someone I follow, follow and he basically said, dude, if you're serious about TikTok, you need to post six times a day. So I'm two months into posting six times a day and my audience is blowing up. Yesterday I had 800,000 views. Today I have 500,000 views. I'm getting like around a thousand to 2000 followers a day. Um, and it's just because I'm early and I'm going all in on it. Um, and yes, I've heard, dude, it's going to go out just like vine did, you know, cause I, I didn't jump on vine, but at least what I'm doing is I'm collecting email leads, um, from my, uh, TikTok every single day. So, um, uh, this is my, you know, the personal brand we're both coaching. Um, so like I have an auto webinar that runs, um, I, I collect 100 to 200 email leads for TikTok about how to start a side hustle. Um, per day. I, I com- uh, per day. Wow. Um, that's or- impressive. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Um, and, um, I think the last 30 days on that auto webinar for like my very beginner friendly course is around 13,000. Um, and it's all profit because I'm not running any ads. It's like all from TikTok. 13,000 total. Um, that you've made from uh, TikTok? I am monetizing. Th- no, th- oh, 13,000 total just in the last 30 days. Sheesh. Uh, yeah. From, from, from selling a $127 course. That is fire. That's insane, dude. Yeah, we'll definitely maybe talk more about TikTok on the side here. I know, I know it's taken a while now. We're almost an hour in. I don't want to keep you here too long, but dude, I need to get on TikTok ASAP. Um, would you do these TikTok videos? Are you pre-creating them or do you just create them on the fly? Um, a little both. Um, TikTok makes it really easy to edit, uh, but I, I kind of test it every single day. Like, uh, so I post six times a day. One of them is like super mindset. One of them super humble. One of them is a rags to riches story. One of them is like a straight flex borderline um, 
provocative, fiscally provocative. Uh, and unfortunately, the content that is headlined, I'm a millionaire, or like how to make a lot of money, or look at my, look how much money I made. Clickbait Un- stuff. Unfortunately, those get the most attention. Yeah. Um, also the most trolls as well. But, um, but I, again, like, so I'm monetizing, I'm getting hundred, 200 qualified leads. Um, yesterday was the best day I ever had in my auto webinar. It made 1300, uh, around, um, in one day. And again, it's all profit. Uh, so I'm just, I, it's, I, it's just like, you got to go in and you got to go all out. And I think right now, like the algorithm will not be like this forever where you could just post and blow up. It's insane. That's insane. Yeah. So that, that's really crazy. How long do you think well, we have until TikTok kind of turns into like Instagram to where it gets hard? I would say actually probably a year. A year? Um, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of people who don't even know what TikTok is, you know? Um, uh-huh. So I, I think it's still a year, but... Um, what about the ads on TikTok? Have you had experience with that? Uh, yes. So I'm an early adopter or uh, in, in the beta group for running ads. I've spent a thousand dollars and I feel like I just gave TikTok a thousand dollars donation, a free donation to TikTok. Um, and so I have nothing to report on yet, but I'm going to continue to test and try it out. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, okay. Last subject. I promise before we get out, talk to us about traveling. Cause I've seen you like all over the world now. It seems like, how's that? What, especially with um, how we're allowed to work at home or anywhere we want. Dude. So, uh, Two years ago, my wife and I, we sold everything and we've kind of been on the journey since. We spent 2019 was mostly in Europe. And um, this year we were planning on, I had the coolest plans. We were planning on going to Asia. I was going to learn Muay Thai. I was going to learn <laughs> Kung Fu, which you have playing in the background TV, yeah. I could see. Uh, like at real, at Shaolin Monk temples and then COVID happened, you know. Uh, uh, but that's a very first world problem. Um, yeah. So Right now, uh, my wife and I are traveling the States. We're throwing, we have new ideas every single day. Like we're thinking about like maybe RV and see all 50 States or whatever. We also want to have kids, you know, in the near future. So uh, it's all up in the air. But um, what I can say is selling our home, our cars, our stuff, and living out of basically a couple suitcases has been some of the most rewarding experiences we've ever had to not own a lot of stuff, barely anything to be free from materialistic objects. And man, I see you in your car and for sure I get (laughs) jealous and I'm like, dang, I want to get one of those. But um, I know that time will come right now. I feel like we're just super free. It feels like freedom. Um, And you know, the working online allows us to do that, of course. Um, And we're, we're saving, I think, we're probably saving like 90% of our income because we were pretty frugal or we have to be frugal because we don't have a home, you know? So, um, it's been, um, it's been a blessing. I feel like, uh, and everyone says we're doing it right before we have kids. But I think, you know, I, I know that there's a really popular family, the bucket list family on Instagram and they travel with like a family of three kids. I know it's possible, but, um, man, it's been, it's been really nice. Um, uh, did you learn a lot? I, I feel like Europe, you know, this last year in Europe, learning like just a different lifestyle has been pretty awesome. Um, you know, people are happy all over the world. You can find happy people with a lot less stuff than I think most Americans, which is kind of uh, something I've, I've been thinking about lately. Um, I was looking at beautiful water today in Lake Tahoe and the mountains. And I was just thinking, man, God is good. Like, like this right here, this lake, like God made this lake, uh, you know, like, and uh, so many people like they buy these materials like that think they, uh, you know, provide fulfillment and then just get sucked in, in that trap. Um, and so I feel like I, 
uh, I hope that won't happen to me. I, I, to the point where like all my fulfillment, I naively think it comes from buying more and more and more and more stuff, which is like the Western society, the culture of like just consumerism. So right now I feel like the biggest takeaways is like how to live without stuff and be really happy. Um, Cause I think year, five years ago, I would have laughed like, heck no. I need my stuff. I need my jacket. I need my jewelry. I need all that. And now I'm like, dude, I don't want that clutter in my life. It's kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, that's dude. That's a whole new can of worms. We can probably stay on for a couple more hours talking about that. <laughs> Happiness, fulfillment, just like me the media controlling what you want. I mean, you got to admit that's our fault too as marketers. You got to get fit. You want to buy this kettlebell. You want to buy this jewelry. I mean, we know exactly what the media is doing since that's kind of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, making people want stuff, but yeah, that that's really really cool. Um, I mean, I went through a lot of spirituality just too in the past couple of years of just like, what do I want? What really is fulfillment? Is you know, like making money is that really going to lead to happiness? Um, I honestly can say that I like getting a car or getting these nice material things hasn't really made me that much more happy. It's more like a dopamine kick for the first mm -hmm. month or two, you know. And it's just like anything else. Whenever you buy something new or you, you, whatever it is that you do, you usually get like, like, get like a nice dopamine kick for a month or two. And then it actually just fizzles out into like normal day-to-day -day life. But yeah, I mean, how do people find you and stuff like that? If people want to like reach out to you. For sure. Um, well, I'm definitely on TikTok at Adrian Brambilla. My website's also adrianbrambilla.com. I have um, uh, courses and free stuff. I'm, I'm actually, after being on a hiatus for five years on YouTube, I posted my very first YouTube video now talking about business. Uh, last week. So I'm going to be on YouTube and that's at brand Billabong. Um, but uh, man, overall, it's been such a pleasure to catch up. Um, man, I'm, I'm so grateful that someone like you is doing this because you're real, you're legit, you're authentic. Um, you're super down to earth. And I hope, you know, once, you know, coronavirus is over, we can uh, meet up and um, also really inspirational. I've had this along with my journey. Um, I know you have been alcohol free now and you just hit a big milestone. Um, and, uh, I read this book, um, about, uh, the snake in mind, which is the first time I ever even thought about alcohol. Uh, cause I feel like we, that's something we also get marketed to that we need alcohol to be happy. And, um, and I have, uh, I took like a, I moved to Europe right away, Dublin and everyone drinks Guinness and everyone drinks like mad. And, um, and then I read that book and I was like, dang, I like, don't want to drink. And I took six months off. Um, and now, you know, I've incorporated a glass of wine um, probably every couple of weeks, but uh, eliminating alcohol has been like such a crazy thing. And I, I'm so glad that there's successful people like you that actually talk about that because that is not sexy. It's not cool. And it's very controversial. Uh, I don't know why. It's like, oh, do you have a problem? No. I mean, you just like, you chew, it's, it feels like freedom when you, uh, to do it. So I, I, I respect you a lot for that too. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, guys, um, if you're watching this on YouTube or um, anywhere like on podcasts, I'm going to try to leave the link on all the descriptions to all his content, whether it's Instagram, um, Facebook, and all his stuff like that. But yeah, it was a pleasure to have you. Maybe we'll have you back on in a different call, a different episode um, later down. But hopefully we link up soon, guys. Hopefully, I hope um, everyone listening to this got a lot of value out of this and enjoyed this call. I'll see you guys.
hey thank you so much for taking the time out to watch this video um i hope you guys enjoyed it please hit the subscribe button or if you have a question at all feel free to leave a question in the comment section below if you want to check out any of my courses or my training programs or you want to follow me on instagram join my facebook group follow me on snapchat all the links are in the description below if you're listening in on podcast and there's no description below please go to www.peterchanjr.com forward slash learn more again that's www.peterchanjr.com forward slash learn more and i'll see you guys in the next video